0: Welcome to Trail Tales, everybody. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I am a backpacker. I am a huge hiking nerd. And every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. Taylor, the New Hampshire hiker, is back. She's back on the show. Taylor is a good friend of mine, and she is a badass hiker. In this episode, we talk all about her not one but two through hikes of the appalachian trail in the past three years as well as a bunch of other stuff taylor ran into some trouble on her through hike this this year and so in this episode we talk about all of that we really get the uh the full story the truth if you will about what happened on taylor the new hampshire's through hike of the appalachian trail this year it was awesome And Taylor, when you hear this, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to get into it, but real quick, two things I got to say. Number one, if you're, hopefully you're not sick of hearing me say this yet, but the Trail Tales YouTube channel, go subscribe. I'll have a link to it in the show notes right now. All the audio episodes are up on there and very soon there's going to be video episodes up on there as well. And I'm trying to think of some bonus content to put on there as well to really entice people to go subscribe. So go subscribe. At Trail Tales Pod, uh, that would be awesome. Number two, please leave this show a five-star review on whatever your podcast app is. I read all of them. I love them. And right now, we have significantly less five-star reviews than Backpacker Radio, and that makes sense because Backpacker Radio is significantly more popular and arguably better than the show. But uh, the uh, the competitiveness is coming out in me. I want I want more. I want more five-star reviews than Backpacker Radio. So that's the new goal. Go leave a five-star review on whatever your podcast app is. Please, let's do it. Episode number 154 with Taylor, the New Hampshire Hiker. Now, Hampshire hiker, welcome back to Trail Tales.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me again.
0: <laughs> again. How many? I don't even know because it's been so long now. I don't think... You haven't been on since before I took that long, year-long, plus-long hiatus back in right. 2021 and all of 2022. <laughs> so basically. I honestly
1: forget the last time I was on, but yeah. it's been a long time.
0: I should know because I recently uploaded every trail tales episode to youtube which took like like four days straight of like making thumbnails and making the little audio visual thing for yeah that was
1: funny because i'm scrolling youtube and i see a thumbnail with my face on it and i'm like oh my (laughs) god who (laughs) who just made a video about me and i got concerned for a second i was like okay it's just kyle
0: yeah that was that was just me i should see that's why i should know because i just went and did all these Oh my God, that was that was so much freaking work. Um, Looked at. So that's why I've been pushing it so hard, everybody, by the way. Please go subscribe to the Trail Tales YouTube channel. But yeah, it, it is it is worth it. You know what? Let me just look and let's see how many podcasts Taylor's done. I know everyone's just dying to know. Um, Let's see. I'm just scrolling through and counting your thumbnails. One, two, three. I think it's been three. Yeah. Because the, the first one was the Monadnock one. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, now we're going to be doing four. And a fun fact, everybody, we almost did a podcast. When was this? This was back... Oh, God. Was this over the summer?
1: It was probably April. Oh, it was in the spring.
0: So it was before your... Or no, no, you were on... I was on trail. You were on trail. That's right. Yeah, Uh, I was
1: in the Shenandoah National Park. That's
0: so right. It was like shortly after I had moved to New Hampshire, actually, is when it was. And um, we tried to to do an episode then but Taylor I guess it was I'm gonna blame it on you um (laughs) it was it was your headphones the audio quality was just really bad I think is what something like that right
1: yeah I had those um like the shock headphones so I don't know what was wrong with them but I was so excited that day to record that podcast because I was in the Shenandoah's and I was like, oh, I got a podcast tonight, I'm going to book a hotel room and go inside, and it was like the perfect excuse, and then yeah. it didn't work, but oh no it, it was, was still fine.
0: I, I, I won't speak for you, but I know for myself, if it was something like that, and so I had a perfectly valid excuse to book the hotel room. I'm already in the hotel room, there's no going back now, there's no you know, other decisions to be made and I'm there and then the podcast gets canceled. I'm probably totally fine with that because that's one less thing I have to do on my, in my town Uh, chilling time. So I don't know.
1: (laughs) I was totally fine. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I imagine, I imagine you were, um, especially if it's not my podcast and it's not going to impact me really (laughs) very much. So I don't know. It's like that, it's like that feeling where, you know, when a, when a plan gets canceled, even if it's something you're like happy to do, like even if it's not something you're dreading, it's just a last minute cancellation, it's it just feels kind of nice. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're here, and so I'm really uh, thankful that you're that you're coming back on Taylor, and we've certainly got a lot to talk about at this point. You're done, basically your your um second Appalachian Trail through hike, which is insane i mean congratulations first of all why didn't i leave with that i mean that's that's crazy <laughs> two two times in what three years
1: yeah thank that, you
0: that's that's awesome super awesome it was,
1: it was a lot yeah i i honestly forget that the through hike even happened this year to be honest but why do, i did it
0: how do you forget okay why why do you say that
1: do you not feel that way after you through hike
0: um, i feel like
1: it just kind of it happened, and then the second I got home from trail, it just, like, I don't know. I just went right back into normal life, and I honestly, it doesn't feel like it happened. felt like a dream.
0: Oh, I'm trying to... I think it depends on the circumstances of your life. Um, yeah. So, for you, I imagine that you, you know, you were doing your thing in New Hampshire, were, you know, running your gift shop, and then you went and did your hike, and then you went right back to that kind of that same place right place in your life yeah i Um, guess
1: that's true
0: yeah there's
1: a lot of people that like they leave everything to through hike they leave their job and sell their house and everything but for me when i came back from trail i guess i had the same exact job same house same husband like nothing changed you didn't you
0: didn't get a new husband
1: (laughs) i I did not (laughs) i I kept him
0: (laughs) (laughs) i met chet over the summer he was very nice um yeah yeah, see, that that makes sense to me. How it could kind of just feel like a dream, given those circumstances. And and again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to speak for you, obviously. But for me, it was like both of my two long through hikes. My life circumstances were very different after than they were before, because like the AT, I graduated college, immediately started hiking, and then afterwards moved to a new place and like a new house and new job and everything. And after the PCT you know you know before, right before the PCT I left Vermont left my job then after the PCT I just moved in with my parents for a few months and was just cranking out videos full time so like you know very different circumstances and so in a way it kind of, they kind of feel like a dream but also I don't know i th- probably less so than than your circumstances it sounds like
1: yeah it makes sense cuz i remember i was i was hiking recently and i was trying to think of something exciting that happened every month this year i was like all right what was like the highlight from january february i was like all right february I went to hawaii march i and then i was like drawing a blank i'm like what the heck did i do in march mm-hmm. and like that's the month i started the trail Oh, and geez. then it all clicked <laughs> like it, it just really left my mind for some reason
0: yeah that's yeah what a What a year it's been for you, though. Like, that is pretty crazy. Um, Yeah.
1: At least I have all the the vlogs to look back on.
0: I know, right? You got to be up there in terms of AT vlogs, the amount on YouTube at this point. I mean, two through hikes worth. I mean, I know there's other people that have done it more than once and probably posted it on YouTube, but like, and you're making a video just about every day, too.
1: Yeah. Two whole through hikes worth of daily vlogs.
0: Insane. I mean... I mean, let's think about it this way, Taylor. At this point, you've probably documented the AT like more than almost anybody. Have you ever thought yeah. about that before?
1: No, but that's that's kind of crazy to think.
0: I know. That's that is pretty I didn't think about it ever either until just right now. I mean, yeah. the fact that you did it twice in two, in 3 years still just blows my mind. And um I think A big question that I'm sure no one's ever asked you before in your comments or on other podcasts or in person is why? Why did you decide to do it the second time and and so soon after the first one?
1: Yeah, I was I'm just obsessed with the AT, I guess. So I don't know. Just like the whole the whole concept of through hiking the AT just is so fun for me. Because, like, I don't know. I'm, I am af- honestly like the hostels in the towns more than the actual hiking sometimes. So the <laughs> fact that. that I can be on a long-distance trail, hike, I don't know, 15, 20, sometimes 25 miles, and then just check myself into a hostel, hang out with a couple hikers for a little bit, and then get back on trail the next day. That's fun
0: for mm. me, I guess.
1: Um, and... I don't know, I guess the reason why I did it twice in three years is because I, I don't wanna through hike forever. Like I wanna eventually like have a family and do some other stuff. And so I had this free time in my twenties. So I thought if I wanna through hike again, might as well just do it now. The YouTube channel was going well. So it was also nice making the videos and using that to kind of fund the through hike. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: yeah uh, no that that makes perfect sense and um also you're 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 definitely feeding the trolls a little bit with that comment about enjoying staying in hostels not that yeah. there's anything wrong with it in most ninety nine percent of people understand that but there's gonna be that guy out there that I, which I'm only saying this because I know you've gotten shit for this in the past where like people are like oh like you're staying in hotels too much or whatever um and you just admitted it taylor they're gonna have a yeah no
1: i get so many comments about that that i want to talk about it as much as i can because i want it normalized because a lot of the armchair hikers don't think that's what through hikers do where in fact like there's people out on trail that stay in hostels much more than i do but just because i'm the one posting it on youtube and i'm the one talking yeah. about it in the videos like i I get blamed for it yeah but i met someone my first week on my hike that checked into a uh, bed and breakfast and he stayed there for i think like a whole week in a row and they slack packed him the entire state of georgia wow like at the end of every day he just got picked up from trail and got driven back to that B.
0: That sounds so. amazing, honestly. Yeah,
1: like that's <laughs> that's the kind of hike I want.
0: <laughs> as much as I love my tents, like I don't know. I don't know. Camp camping is fun sometimes though, let's be honest. It's yeah, not... it's
1: it's fun every now and then. And like someone like a troll said I had a seven hundred dollar tent, so I should probably use it every once in a
0: while. Oof. Oof. <laughs> um don't listen to the trolls don't listen to the trolls. no i i I don't think there's anything wrong with with doing that i mean obviously let's be honest 99 percent of people like i said don't think there's anything wrong with that it's just the the i love the i think you said armchair hikers there that there really is like a very small amount of people who just watch people's at vlogs every single year and just like it's almost like they're betting on certain people. Like like in the beginning, they're like, oh, like this person's going to make it or this person's not going to make it. It's like super silly. Like, what are these people oh, doing?
1: <laughs> people for sure. So I have the pleasure of working at my gift shop where these subscribers can literally show up at any time and talk to me face to face. So I get to actually talk to the subscribers on a daily basis and kind of ask them questions and someone flat out said like that they like to go on youtube and find people and make bets on well not like literal bets but they yeah find people on youtube they're like oh he's gonna make it she's not gonna make it and all this stuff and i was like wow i can't believe someone's just <laughs> like sitting behind their computer somewhere like judging me if i'm gonna make it or
0: not like that's it's such a weird thought <laughs> that is a weird thought oh man and, like, on one hand, I'm, like, as long as you're not being a dick about it, it's, like, you know, the people are choosing to put their stuff on YouTube. And so, I guess, consume it how you will, as long as you're not leaving, like, mean comments and stuff. There's nothing okay about that. But then, on the other hand, I'm just, like, I don't know. That's just weird. I'm not going to yeah, say it's they, wrong, but it's, it's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think... Do you know Frozen Outdoor Adventures? Yeah, yeah,
0: he's been on the show. Okay, it's yeah, been, it's been made, a while, but yeah,
1: he made a YouTube video and he said something that about armchair hikers. They look at it as it's like a sporting event, and they like pick their team in the beginning of the season, and then they want to see how like far their team goes. Yeah. And he compared vloggers to like sports teams, and it, it kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah, I guess in a way it does. Like, yeah, that is so. You know, I wonder if this is something unique to the AT or if the PCT people get this too, because I feel like I don't really remember getting that too much when I did my PCT vlogs. And granted I wasn't watching the comments that closely, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I I didn't get that many people like hating on me and, and telling me I'm not gonna make afterwards I got some people, but like I yeah. don't know, like I don't know people
1: were pretty supportive of me, I guess, but like I I didn't really get the negative ones that were like, she's not gonna make it, especially on my second through hike. Yeah, but that makes it, sense. It was a little uncomfortable hearing people say that about other hikers, yeah. And I'm like, they're just out there doing their best,
0: <laughs> I know, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I, I feel like it does kind of come with the territory a little bit, you know, making YouTube videos, but at the same time, I don't know. That's just, I wonder if these people are these people making these judgments and viewing this as like a sport kind of, you know, according to frozen, it's like, I wonder if they're people that have hiked the AT themselves or even are just all that familiar with the AT like personally, or if they're just people that are purely just AT YouTube and that's their only connection yeah. and exposure to it i wonder
1: i feel like there's a very small amount of my of people that comment on my videos that have actually through hiked themselves yeah that's just the feeling i get
0: which but. makes sense because obviously like only a small amount of people have through hiked to begin with um yeah what like a... i
1: stopped watching other hikers on youtube when i actually when i started doing it myself
0: yeah you know, I was that way for a long time, but recently I'm actually finding myself going back and watching more hiking videos all of a sudden again. Like I I just went back and and watched um like two full Syntax 77 videos in a row. And those are like hour plus long videos,
1: which oh, wow.
0: it's been a long time since I've and and I guess um I talked about this before, but I watched Pretty much every single Kelly Hayes' uh, Florida Trail videos uh, last winter. And I don't know, I found myself watching more hiking videos just, just like recently for some reason. I don't did know that
1: why. change your mind on the Florida Trail?
0: It almost did change my mind on the Florida Trail a little bit, yeah. Like, I, I still don't want st- to, I still don't think I'm going to hike it, but it actually seemed appealing and fun. I think partially just because Kelly's videos are so awesome and she does just a great job of capturing things and she's got a great attitude. And so I think that automatically makes whatever she's doing fun. But like, yeah, I don't know. It it seemed it's the Florida show actually seemed fun in her videos, which is the first time I've ever felt that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. And she had, I think, like a big fun trammely. Yeah, because for
0: for part of it, not the entire thing, but for a lot of it, she did. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I I saw her down in North Carolina this year, she was doing trail magic, and mm-hmm. I just so happened to walk upon it, which was just such a cool that is coincidence. Because so I've been wanting to meet her, and she kept introducing me to people. It was like, oh yeah, I did the Florida trail with this person and this person, and it was just like a whole tramley there, yeah, all doing trail magic together. It yeah, it was such a fun group.
0: Had you met her before?
1: Um, I think that was my first time meeting her.
0: Had you guys Fish. talked before?
1: Yeah, we definitely yeah. chatted a bunch.
0: Yeah, that's cool then. That's cool. Yeah. That was kind of not quite as random when I met her, but like when I first met her on the PC or the only time I met her on the PCT, like we had talked quite a bit beforehand and like we roughly knew that we were in the same we both knew we were on the PCT in the desert, but we didn't really know exactly where. And we weren't really keeping tabs on each other. And then I rolled up to a campsite and her and her then boyfriend were like cowboy camping, like taking a nap. And then when she like woke up, I was like, Oh, that's Kelly. (laughs) So she was like half asleep. And I was like, Hey, and she was like, Oh, what's up? (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. She's cool. I'd like to get her back on the show at some point. Um, Yeah. Okay. So back, back on the AT now, It it makes sense why you did it a second time. I'll be honest. Um, So I guess the next obvious question that I'm sure no one's ever asked you before, and you've never even thought about, and no one ever will ask you this again. And so really soak this in Taylor. Um, (laughs) What were some of the uh, differences between your two hikes?
1: Okay. It it was definitely a big difference. Um, 2021. Well, both through hikes, I went into the through hike by myself, planned for a solo hike and just went to see what happened. Uh, But in 2021, I ended up meeting my hiking partner, Cody, On well, we met, I want to say on day five, but didn't start hiking together consistently until after the Smokies. Mm -hmm. But yeah, after the Smokies and then Hot Springs on, we hiked together every single day and it was so much fun having a hiking partner we got along and we just like laughed the whole time and it just made it such a positive experience and we were both just like super i don't want to say like competitive like we were competitive with ourselves yeah not with like the other hikers but we both we've really just put in the miles and we'd wake up early we'd hike all day and just we I, I feel like we crushed it like yeah n- no injuries like no disagreements like we just woke up and we hiked and then did it all again the next day um, so that was fun Um, it did get really tough once we got to Maine because bug season started and that was really miserable so it was just like fun and easygoing going up until we got to Maine, and then we just kind of wanted to finish the hike as quick as possible just to get out of the bugs and the heat. Mm. Uh, but I feel like 2021 went as well as it could have. Like, yeah. barely rained, barely snowed, trails were dry. No floods? Just... No floods. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have mud in Vermont. Like Damn. It was... It was perfect.
0: Wow, that ah. really does sound, you know, so uh, my friend Luke, who's been editing a lot of my videos recently, and edited the PCT videos last year, too, he hiked in 2021, right? And um, and I feel like I remember him saying, yeah, that he barely got rained on, too. And I'm just like, what? That's, that's absurd. It's the AT. You're supposed to get rained on, like, all the time
1: yeah and i always thought people made that up
0: because i never experienced (laughs) it. oh you learned it this year then didn't you yeah yeah so
1: in 2021 i hiked from february 22nd to june 22nd um so it was early in the season it went by fast but yeah this year was kind of i mean the first half of the hike went pretty well i never found a hiking partner this year which I kind of wanted that because I did 2021 with a hiking partner and I felt like this year I was like, all right, I'm going to actually try to do this solo this time and Mm -hmm. have that experience. And it went really well for a while. I'd meet a bunch of people, hike with them for two days, and then I'd out-hike them (laughs) because I I, I was still keeping up my pace. Because you're a freaking
0: savage, dude. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I... um. I deep down wanted to beat my time from 2021.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think you you don't have to say deep down. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah,
1: well, it's it's out there. I actually have a video clip of me in 2019 before I've ever through hiked or backpacked or slept in a tent or anything. I have a video of me saying that I wanted to hike the AT twice. And the first time I wanted it to be in 120 days. The second time I wanted to do it in 100 days. And that's like, that's a stretch because I had never backpacked before. And here I am (laughs) wanting to average 22 miles a day for a hundred days in a row. Um, So I didn't, I I actually was on pace to beat my time this year until I got to Vermont and then I drastically slowed down. Um, So I was doing all right, but entering new england this year i started getting like super homesick and i felt when i got to new england i just had this feeling that i was done Hmm. and i was like i i got what i needed out of this through hike it was fun i'm back in new england and i just wanted to go home so bad and i had never gotten i've never had the feeling of wanting to quit a through hike as much as i did when i entered new england this year
0: interesting like like around yeah. connecticut vermont yeah. new hampshire well, like
1: i had a lot of fun in connecticut because actually the day before i entered connecticut i had a random dm on instagram from a woman saying that she wanted to do some trail magic mm-hmm. and that, since my videos were so delayed and I was about to enter Connecticut, I messaged her back. I was like, Oh wow, that's actually great timing. I'm going to enter Connecticut tomorrow. And she messaged back and this was Memorial day weekend. And I ended up staying at her house for like two or three nights and she cooked me like breakfast every day and dinner every night. And she slack packed me the entire state of Connecticut. She even like, I told her I had a hole in my shoe and she brought me to like the gear shop one day and was like all right Aww. we're getting you new shoes and she just everything i needed she provided um but i think after i left connecticut and got out of that like after they did all that trail magic and i was back into the woods i'm just like all right i am done
0: <laughs> interesting but you but you trudged on clearly
1: yeah i um hiked through massachusetts my husband visited me in Massachusetts, which I think, I mean, I really wanted to see him, but at the same time, I knew it was going to make me home- more homesick. Yeah. Um, so I saw him one day, and then I went on to Vermont, which was fine. I ac- was actually hiking around a Tramley at that time, which was pretty big, and I really liked them, so had a good time with them. Then I entered New Hampshire thinking I would be super excited and like ready to hike the whites. And I re- remember I was halfway up Smarts Mountain in like the first part of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And I just like physically couldn't keep walking up the mountain. I was like, I don't want to, like, I'm halfway up. I'm not like near a road or anything. And I'm just like looking at the mountain. I'm like, I can't keep going. Like, this is it. And I just sat down on the rock and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to keep going north. And I sat there for hours and hours. Really? Yeah. Because I knew I had service there um, and I knew I wouldn't have service later, or a little bit before that. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I can't physically walk up this mountain. I don't know. It was just like probably like a breakdown or panic attack or something, but I ended up turning around and going south until i got to a road and then had my husband pick me up and i thought that was it i thought i quit right there but i took two zero days then i got back on trail and did the whites and then i did the same thing with my mom i called her in the whites and she came and picked me up and i thought i quit and then she drove me back to trail and Mm. it was just like i feel like every week it was just a struggle of me being like i'm done like (laughs) i don't want to do this anymore
0: yeah um, what what do you know why you were feeling that way or what was causing it have you been able to like put your finger on that because so i knew about the i knew about the one on oh, was it smarts mountain there um yeah I knew about that one i remember seeing that video um i didn't know about the second one though um yeah do you, yeah, do you know what was going on here because i i feel like there's definitely some value for for future through hikers yeah because I think sorry go ahead
1: i don't know like i i feel like i just felt fulfilled like like i got everything out of the through hike that i wanted i had a great time and i always said that i would through hike as long as it made me happy and it, i think it kept going in my head like i'm i'm not that happy out here i was i had some fun hikers around me but like i don't know no like deep connections Mm -hmm. with anyone um i don't know i think i just felt a little isolated out there i was so close to home which i think yeah the fact that it was so easy for me to go home like i probably live an hour away from smarts mountain so I was like, all right, my husband's going to get out of work at 5. He can come pick me up at 6, and then I'll be home at 7. Yeah. Like, it's so easy. Um, but I don't know. Just I already had one through hike done. I kept saying that I I wish that um, now Washington was the northern terminus. Because <laughs> I feel like it was at one point And I was like, I can just end my hike I'm at Mount Wash." Like, I felt like every week I'm just like, I only have to get to this part, and then I'll I'll end it. And so it's just a mental and then obviously when I got to New Hampshire, this was June and that's when all the rain started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, just non stop other... yeah, nonstop yeah. rain this summer.
0: And we'll and we'll get into that, but um I, I just wanna I wanna I wanna hit on this just a little bit longer. do you think that some of the mental just for just going to sum it up um, Mm -hmm. and say like the mental struggles on the second through hike had anything to do with the fact that it was your second through hike, or do you think it was just independent of that, like different circumstances?
1: Yeah, I do think it's because it was my second. And I wasn't, if on my first, everything was so exciting. Like every border crossing, I was like, oh, like, I entered Connecticut, I entered Massachusetts, everything was so exciting, and I feel like this year, I had just no emotions, mm-hmm. it just felt like, I don't know, just felt like another day, and I don't know, I guess the, the honeymoon stage of the thru-hiking was over, and yeah, I guess I was probably burnt out.
0: Yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense, um, and another, another thing kind of related to this, so... Don't take this the wrong way. I'm getting some mixed signals about something. Um, Mm -hmm. You said earlier that you wanted to kind of experience some more solitude on this hike. You weren't like super eager to find another hiking partner. Just, it sounds like, because you wanted to do it a little bit differently than last time. But then you're also saying that, you know, towards the end you were getting a bit lonely and you've alluded to a couple times about some cool like groups and cool people that you met. But then it didn't really stick, and it's you sounded a little bit disappointed about that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this, Taylor. I, I promise mm. I'm not just trying to point out inconsistencies and be an asshole. No, but no. That I makes feel like this I, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a question here somewhere, right, Kyle? Like, I guess, do you think there's a reason why you didn't end up sticking with other hikers for longer on this hike, and, and do you wish that you that you would have in uh, in hindsight?
1: I so I enjoyed the hike other hikers around me but hiking by myself I think I was just obsessed with the idea of not having to make plans with other people Mm -hmm. like never having to tell people where I was camping or how many miles I was doing or what town I was going into or like where I was going to resupply so I always loved that aspect of the solo hiking but it does come with the the downside of definitely feeling lonely sometimes yeah it does like so so I met all these hikers and I liked them but I never got anyone's instagrams or phone numbers so I would hike by myself and I would enjoy that but deep down I'm like oh I I wonder if they're going to be at that campsite because it would kind of be cool to see them again Mm. so I did really enjoy doing things on my own and not making plans with anyone because I just felt that like that was so much easier. Yeah, I feel that
0: for sure. For sure. Yeah.
1: But I, uh, yeah, getting to New England or getting to New Hampshire in June, I feel like I kind of got ahead of the bubble a little bit. So I just wasn't seeing anyone. Whereas in 2021, I was definitely ahead of the bubble but I always had someone with me yeah and so I never had to worry it never crossed my mind that there weren't many other people on trail because I always had Cody whereas this year I it just kind of sank in that I was a little more isolated than I thought I would be
0: yeah I I honestly had a similar feeling on a much lesser scale albeit but um going back on the PCT last month and being mm-hmm. like by myself and definitely not in a bubble. Like I, I would kind of felt that I was like, I never even thought about this last year. If anything, I was you know, getting upset that there were so many people on trail and now I'm like by myself and there's hardly anybody and I'm alone most nights. And I didn't I didn't particularly love that, especially during fire season. But anyways, um back to the AT. So you didn't allude to this at all. And so maybe I'm grasping for straws here, but I don't know. I'm just curious if the fact that you were making YouTube videos and the fact that I'm assuming you were pretty well known on trail, um, if that had anything to do with like your the way that you did or didn't interact with people and and hike with people and and all that.
1: Yeah, it. It started off kind of weird being like a YouTuber that people knew in the beginning of the hike because I remember the first couple hostels I showed up at in Georgia. Like I would show up pretty late because I I like hiking later into the day so I would show Mm -hmm. up to the hostel around dinner time and everyone's already settled in in their bunks and they've been there a fair few hours and I just remember I showed up at one place and I'm kind of getting a tour and I'm walking around with the hostel owner, whoever I was with, and I just I just feel stares like and it's I'm in the middle of getting a tour of a hostel and people are like staring at me and they're asking to take my picture. And it's just and I feel like I just got kind of closed off because I don't know, like I just I that made me want to keep to myself more often. Mm hmm because I just, I don't know, I just, I know I put it out there. I know I'm a YouTuber, but sometimes I just don't want all the that attention. And I just want to f- feel like I'm just another hiker. Yeah. And like, just because I put videos out on YouTube, doesn't make me, it doesn't make me better than anyone else. I, I feel like I don't need people taking my picture because I'm like, I'm just another hiker. Do you
0: mean like taking pictures with you or like taking your picture? Like they're not even in the picture.
1: Both. Eh, Both happen.
0: Right, right.
1: So I don't know. But I feel like
0: there's a difference. I I don't know. It's different for everybody, obviously. But I I don't know if I've ever had someone just take my picture but I've had plenty of people that want a picture with me and I don't I feel like that's because if they're in the picture it's kind of like a sentimental thing for them but if it's just taking a picture of you that's a little I think that's a little weird
1: and like I don't get me wrong I I definitely appreciate when people want to meet me and like talk and they say they like my videos like I think that's awesome but it's I don't know I just I don't always want the attention on me so i feel like that kind of i was kind of closed off definitely in the beginning to meeting other hikers because Mm -hmm. of the vlogging thing but i think further north when we've all when we're all like a thousand plus miles into our hike i feel like that novelty of yeah me being a youtuber kind of wore off on people um so they're like now
0: and it, and it makes sense, right? Because if you've never through hiked before, you kind of view people who have, or at least I did anyways, people, you kind of view people who have through hiked at like a different, I don't know, a different level. Like they've done this incredible thing that you aspire to do. And especially if they're, you know, you're know you watching their videos and stuff, but then when you're a thousand miles into the trail, it's like, oh, you, you kind of get it on a different level there. And so yeah. I can see that being... I can't relate to this because, I don't know, um, I, you know, I didn't do the ATU when I had a YouTube channel, but I could, th- it all makes sense to me for sure. Were you getting recognized a lot more this time than the first one?
1: I think so. Yeah. I feel like, what was it? 2021. I have no idea what the numbers are, but I probably had like four or five more times um, subscribers this yeah. year than I did the first year.
0: It makes sense. Especially on the AT, obviously, because like your videos are, you know, I don't want to say they're not all about the AT, but there's a lot of AT content. And so I don't know. You're you're definitely pretty well known on the AT. I feel like I'm less well known on the AT now than I used to be, to be honest, even though I have way more (laughs) subscribers now, because, I mean, I was running around on the AT in New Hampshire quite a bit this year. And not that I saw that many thru-hikers, but I don't think a single AT thru-hiker recognized me. That's but, funny. Which was interesting. But then I went out on the PCT and I got recognized a lot even though I was only there for a couple of weeks, so. Wow. Anyways. You,
1: you used to be <laughs> such an East Coast hiker.
0: I know. Now I, you, now I you st-
1: made name for yourself out west.
0: All I did was fail a PCT hike. Was, <laughs> I didn't do that much like, I don't know. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> that's funny though. I still think of myself as an East Coast hiker primarily to be honest, but um I also was I also only probably passed like I didn't see that many through hikers this year. Um, did you
1: get to do a lot of hiking when you lived out here?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, people... Awesome. I, I I didn't do any backpacking, really, to be honest, but I did... I mean, I was, like, out trail running and day hiking, like, a couple times a week. I mean, I can say it now because I don't live there anymore, but I was living for everybody. I was living at Bretton Woods at the ski resort, so I was right in the heart of it. I was, like, five minutes from Crawford Notch. Oh, it was so sick.
1: That's so awesome. It was.
0: It, it was just i miss it dearly um and i'm also just like so grateful for it because i knew going into it that this is like not a normal thing like i'm not it's not realistic to live here forever so like i don't know but it, it was amazing i love it there so much and i'll be back i'll be back for sure
1: i actually just watched your youtube video today when you were like oh i it took me so long to go back on the PCT because I was just loving New Hampshire so much. I know,
0: much. and in hindsight, maybe I should have just stayed there an extra month. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, I do, I do love there, but I only, but only in the summer. I don't really like the winter. So,
1: but you're a skier, aren't you?
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I, no. I don't know. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I like about winter is skiing. Yeah. Any everything else, I, even winter hiking, I don't really like very much. So like, yeah, I I would love to have like a summer home there someday if I'm ever so fortunate to be able to afford that. But I don't really ever see myself living there full time. But who knows? Yeah, I'm no only town.
1: like an hour and a half away from the Whites, but I still want like a little cabin up there.
0: Yeah. Or even so. just like, a, like a, a plot of land you can build a little campsite on or something. I don't know. but That'd be cool anyways um so you you kept going through new hampshire plus or uh despite these you know tough circumstances and a couple times where you almost quit but you didn't quite make it all the way through maine so i'm sure by now that a lot of people listening kind of know the story of what happened there but um it's just so crazy. I feel like we got to talk about it a little bit cuz I've got some <laughs> questions. So, can you just give like the 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 overview of what the hell happened when you were in Central Maine and and why you ended up getting off trail being yeah. so close to the end of the trail by the way.
1: Yeah, so obviously this has been I feel like a lot of your people are are northeast, right?
0: Uh a decent northeast. amount, but you know, actually I think California is the number one downloaded state, but it's skewed oh, yeah. because there's just a lot of people there. So that's true. Um, but no, there so, th- there are a lot of Northeast people for sure. But even if they're not, it's still it's still a crazy story.
1: Yeah. So if you're not from the Northeast, um, this was one of the rainiest summers known to man. <laughs> uh, it rains. I don't know the numbers, but like 27 out of like 32 days this in one stretch of time it's
0: because it was my three months in new hampshire living there that's that's why it happened taylor i hope you know that yeah i hope everyone knows that (laughs) no
1: all your fault (laughs) yeah so i i did see a funny meme i don't know the exact numbers but it was along the lines like oh it only rained twice this summer one for once for 27 days and the other for 35 (laughs) yeah i was like yeah (laughs) That's that's what it felt like pretty accurate so Hiking New Hampshire and like Southern Maine basically rained every day and everything was always wet. My shoes were never dry. My gear was soaked. And then obviously, like that's a pretty, compared to the rest of the AT, that's a remote section. So it's not like I was going into hostels every day to dry things off. And even when I did, I remember... I got off trail right after the Mahoosic Notch. I got off trail and went into Bethel, Maine on a whim. And I was so excited. I got like paid a hundred bucks for this motel room, dried everything off, had like a nice dinner and nice breakfast. And I went back to trail and I was feeling so good. And then just one mile in, everything soaked again. Socks, Mm -hmm. shoes, backpack, hiking shirt. Just it was it was so mentally draining. Yeah. Um, but then it's like a couple of days after Bethel is Rangely, Maine, and I absolutely love Rangely. I got married in Rangely, which is pretty cool, uh, just because it was such an awesome trail town. So I've been there a bunch and my parents love Rangely. So my mom always said, Hey, when you hike through Rangely, I'm going to come visit and I want to give you some trail magic. So, I was like, okay. So, my mom drove to Rangeley, and she's sitting in the parking lot waiting for me to get there that night. And at first, I was like, all right, I'll be there at 5 p.m. And then it kept getting later, because it was just downpouring. And then I was like, oh, I'll be there at 6, I'll be there at 7. Like, I kept... I was going maybe one mile an hour that day, Mm. just because all the... It's Maine, so all the whole trail is just, I feel like, giant boulders and rock slabs, and everything is just totally wet and slippery and pretty dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so I'm at the top of a mountain, and I think at this point my mom was already sitting in the parking lot waiting for me, even though I had another three miles to go. And so I've been texting her with my ETA, and she... Te- i can't forget if she texted or called but she goes are you okay garmin just called me Psst. i was like what because <laughs> i have a i have a garmin in reach but i never turn it on it just kind of hangs on my backpack and just for emergencies because i do so much hiking by myself um, and I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure my parents bought me the garmin and so i just carry it for a peace of mind yeah I turn it on occasionally when I want to send out a text. Uh, but yeah, my Garmin's always off because I want to save the battery. Um, and I was like, what do you mean Garmin called you? And I, like, I pull, I take off the Garmin Enrage from the back of my backpack and I look at it. And on the screen, it said search in, er, in <laughs> and, or emergency and progress and something like that. Jeez. Um, and I was like, Oh, holy crap, Like this was off. Um, which, I just want to say, this is totally my fault because I spilled an entire bottle of DEET bug spray on it Ooh. once. And so <laughs> I think it finally caught up and started glitching out. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Because DEET would just totally melt everything inside. But it had worked the whole through hike up until this point. Um, Wait, but I so, think just- so
0: not to jump ahead too much, but did you ever get confirmation from Garmin that that could have messed things up?
1: Uh, no. I mean,
0: it seems pretty intuitive. intuitive, Don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously Deet's going to fuck some shit up, but like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I have, I have it right here in front of me and you can see just like some of the buttons are just, they literally look melted. Oh wow. Um, so it was for sure the Deet, but I think it was also a mix of things being melted and, the amount of rain that Mm -hmm. it was just nonstop rain and so i actually got a phone call while i was on this mountain and in hindsight it was garmin calling me to ask if i was okay because they had just gotten my sos alert Uh, but i thought it was spam so i pretended like i couldn't hear him and just hung up on him like i would for a normal spam call, yeah, and so they so, yeah. Because I was hiking, it was raining. I didn't want to talk to this spam person, um, so I just I hung up on him. So oh, I think by the that... way,
0: Taylor, I've actually been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> no, I'm <just> <laughs> sorry, <Yeah.
1: laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's I had what to. I thought it was to. gonna be.
0: I had to. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So I had hung up on Garmin, so that's why they called my mom, uh, because she was listed as an emergency contact. They also called my husband, who then called my mom, and she's like, "No, no, it's fine. I just talked to Taylor. She's not in danger. I, I don't know why Garmin is calling us." Um, so they told my mom that they were sending out search and rescue because I had hit the button, and until they hear from me, they can't like stop it. Because, oh, jeez! I don't know. Like, what if, what if my mom was just like my kidnapper, and you can't just tell someone to cancel an SOS? Yeah. Um. So I finally got Garmin back on the phone and I told them to cancel it. I'm like, I have no idea why it even called in the first place. And so we get the SOS canceled and immediately after I cancel it, it starts another SOS. Oh, <laughs> like, So every time I canceled the SOS, it recalled it and it wouldn't let me turn the Garmin off. Um, It was just a mess. It just wouldn't stop glitching out. So... I was dealing with that for about an hour. I was so frustrated. Um, I told Garmin, like, look, it's just gonna keep calling you, I don't know why, so just ignore any message you ever get from me for the rest of the day, because I can't stop. Fast forward a couple miles later, I get to a river crossing that it it does not look like you can pass it. Mm. I took I took one step in, Uh, my feet didn't even touch the bottom there was nothing to hold on to to help like I don't know I couldn't swim I couldn't I don't know it was just impossible yeah yeah um I could have maybe like walked a little further up and down the stream to find a better place but at this point it was basically getting dark so um yeah I couldn't and then I didn't want to risk anything because if I did get in danger, I couldn't call Garmin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <I> told them.
0: <laughs> that's so that's yeah. super sketchy. I think I remember seeing someone comment about this on your YouTube video actually. That's super sketchy. It's like of course you find yourself in a kind of dangerous situation when you know that your Garmin doesn't work, of course.
1: Yeah. So that's why the whole like Garmin breaking just a couple miles before all this happened. Like That's why it was such a big deal.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But this river crossing was only a mile away from where my mom was parked, and I didn't have cell phone service. I think my mom did, um, but I had no way of telling my mom that I couldn't get to the parking lot, and so I wasn't going to have her just wait there all night because she would think that something was really wrong. Like I could have I could have stopped right before the river and set up my tent and slept there and then the water probably would have been down by the morning, but I couldn't just leave my mom sitting in that parking lot waiting no. for me all night.
0: <laughs> no, of course not.
1: So the only thing I thought I could do was turn around and climb back up this giant mountain to get so cell phone service to where I was like calling Garmin on the phone because I knew my calls were going through. So I Ran back up. I think this was almost like a 4,000 footer. So it was just not an easy mountain to hike back up in the rain. No, uh, got my mom on the phone. We found this random dirt road, ATV trail that I told her she could meet me at that was before the river crossing, which I wasn't a hundred percent sure that cars could even drive down it. Like it was, it was in far out, but there wasn't any information. So I'm like, just try to come down this road. Worst case scenario, I walk like the 17 miles down this dirt road back to Rangeley, (laughs) maybe get there in the morning.
0: (laughs) Only 17 miles.
1: Yeah. Um, But it worked out. My mom was able to find this dirt road. I hiked down and then we got to Rangeley at like, I don't know, eight or nine o'clock and I get in her car and I'm just like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going back on trail. Like this is miserable. My Garmin's broken. And just because this one river was flooded and I couldn't pass it, like there could be a dozen more rivers up the trail that I also can't pass. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to be a logistical nightmare. Plus, I, I was still kind of on a time crunch because I do work a lot in the summer. So this all happened the last week of June. And I wanted to be home by July anyways to get back to work. So it just made sense to get off trail.
0: Of course, yeah. Um, do you remember... Sorry, you might have just said it even. Do you remember the name of the road that your mom ended up picking you up on?
1: Bemis Road.
0: Yeah, okay. So I um I went not backpacking but camping for a couple nights on Mooslook baguntik Lake um, yeah. back at the end of July with my friends. And I was, like, looking at the map one day, like a day or two before I left, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is right where Taylor had her incident. And then <laughs> Bemis Road, we actually ended up driving on a little bit when uh, we were wow. getting set up and shit, which not, it wasn't anywhere close to where you were. It's a pretty long road, but I was on Bemis Road, technically. And I, and I remember looking at it when I was there, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the same road even. But, but anyways, so this time was different obviously than the other two times that you decided to get off. I don't know was there was there any hesitation at all or, or it sounds like you pretty much knew like that you were at least for the time being like this was actually it this time
1: yeah because I think at this point it went from me wanting to get off trail because I was miserable to me wanting to get off trail because I thought it was just genuinely genuinely unsafe. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have a working garment anymore. Um, It just... I didn't think it was ever going to stop raining. And I just... I was nervous that I was going to get... I don't know, just... I was going to hike 20 miles into the main wilderness, find a river that I couldn't cross, and just have to turn around and hike 20 miles back to the road. Like, I just... I just didn't know. And I don't think there were many hikers around me that I could ask for like conditions. And the far out comments weren't entirely helpful at that point either. So there was just so much uncertainty yeah. of what the trail was going to look like.
0: It makes sense. It definitely makes sense. What a, what a bummer. Um, but fortunately, you lived so close and you had your job to go back to. And so... Not to, you know, downplay how shitty it is to have to leave like that, but I don't know. At least your circumstances could have been a lot worse, I guess. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, I was so happy to be home. <laughs> like, people kept showing up at my gift shop saying, like, oh, I'm so sorry you had to get off, and you made the right decision, and they it just they felt bad for me, Where whereas, like, in my head i'm just like no this is
0: great <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's interesting yeah that's interesting um but then that wasn't the end though i mean you did go back right and as of the time of this recording you've only put out i think two videos right uh, yeah from just your, one i think or just one from your time back and yeah. so i don't even really know the full story by the time this comes out those videos should be out um mm-hmm. but so you went back and what what happened
1: Yeah. So as soon as I got off trail in June, I said I would come back out in September when work slowed a little bit.
0: And hopefully the rain stopped and hopefully there was no hurricanes.
1: Oh, wow. I was telling everyone, I was like, I'm so excited to just restart or get back on trail in September. It's going to be so nice. trail's gonna be dry and the
0: (laughs) The, weather is so
1: good in september i was just like hyping it up i was so excited
0: understandably so
1: yeah so i get back on trail and just like five i get back on trail in rangeley in mid-september just a few weeks ago um and I'm not even five minutes into the day and the trail looks exactly the same if not worse like (laughs) the trail is just mud and then in maine you're just hiking on these little tiny sticks going across the trail to Mm -hmm. try to stay above the mud but then some of them sink and some of them you just got to walk through the mud anyways so i had no idea that it was still flooded until i got back on and then I get back on trail, I think on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then a hurricane hits me on Saturday.
0: <laughs> because why not?
1: Yeah, because that's obviously going to happen. So I, I, I only had two weeks off of work to go and do the last 230 miles, which is definitely a stretch considering one of those days was going to be katahdin Yeah. Um so I knew I was going to have to push it. Um I know the first day I only hiked like 16 miles and which is a lot for Maine, but in my head it felt like a short day just because the whole rest of the AT I was doing 20 miles easily, but you always have to keep in mind just southern Maine is a whole different beast
0: um yeah it is so
1: i can't have that virginia mindset in southern maine um so yeah i get back on trail for a few days it rains every day the hurricane happens on saturday i take a zero day and then cody from my 2021 hike meets me he drove from ohio to maine to hike the hundred mile wilderness with me wow Yeah, so we, like I was saying before, we just had an awful time in Maine on the 21 hike. So we kind of wanted a redo. So I thought it was perfect. Um, But because he was, Cody was only going to be there for a week and he wanted to do the 100 Mile Wilderness in Katahdin, I actually had to skip up from where I was because I stopped in Karabasset, Maine. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where I took my zero day for the hurricane. And then I had to flip up to Monson to the start of the hundred mile wilderness with Cody. And then I was like, all right, then I'll just come back after Cody leaves and hike carabasset to Monson and fill in that gap. So we get to Monson and we're waiting around for the gear shop at Shaw's to open because I wanted new shoes and some backpacking meals and we're going to resupply there. So they said that they opened at 2 p.m., which we didn't expect. <laughs> so that was another whole half day that we weren't hiking and falling behind. So in the meantime, we went to the the Appalachian Trail Conservancy or whatever that is, that yeah, yeah. little office in Monson. yeah And the lady there was really helpful, but she was also kind of like, scaring us a little bit about the whole Baxter State Park situation and she's like all right so your time frame you're gonna get to Baxter State Park on Friday and there's like no reservations left because it's a weekend in September so she's like you're gonna have to get at get to the gate at 6 a.m. for a chance to maybe sleep in the park and if there is no opening then you'll have to wait another 24 hours for the next day at 6 a.m to maybe sign up again and we're like yeah no (laughs) we don't have that much time to just wait uh so we actually flipped up from monson to baxter state park and because this was a a a sunday or a monday Mm -hmm. um and so there were plenty of reservations in Baxter State Park. So we flipped up. We slept there that night. And the next morning, we hiked Katahdin, no problem. And then we started hiking South. Oh. And so I thought that was a good idea because uh, we got it out of the way. We actually – it was really fun. So there's about 10 miles, I think, from – the northern part of the 100 mile wilderness to the base of katahdin and we actually hiked that like in the middle of the night
0: oh interesting the
1: night before we hiked katahdin so it was it was fun we just night hiked the whole thing the stars were really cool and then the next morning woke up hiked katahdin and then started the 100 mile wilderness south, and we had this whole timeline like we had every single shelter planned out because Cody was only visiting me for a certain amount of time. Right. We had our sh- we already had our shuttle booked from Monson back to his car in Baxter State Park. Um, so everything was just perfectly planned out. We had a food drop ready like it was it was perfect until like all the river crossings in the hundred mile wilderness were just as bad as the yeah. one that I faced in June, and it was just terrifying. So we we were on schedule for a while. We were doing the river crossings. It was, it was better because there were two of us, and yeah. there were a lot of nobos, and we were going south, so we were able to get so much information from these northbound hikers about what the conditions were like ahead, which was super helpful.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Until... I don't know this is maybe like our fourth day in the hundred mile wilderness we come across these two guys and we're like oh how are the river crossings um that we're gonna get to today and this guy looked like he was about to just start crying oh man and he was like i just saw someone almost drowned to death Oof. and you can just see how traumatized he was and then the guy that he said he almost saw drown walked up to the conversation and just everyone just looked so distraught. Yeah, and it was it was really emotional hearing him say that he he basically saved this guy's life because he was stuck underwater and he put a stick to tr- so the guy could pull himself out.
0: Oh my I mean, god!
1: I don't really remember the whole story because I was just like my jaw yeah. was dropped and. It was scary, so at that point, the river crossing that they were talking about was only i don't know five miles ahead of us, and we freaked out and we saw on far out that there was a seventeen mile roadwalk that went that went around the river, so
0: and there was a bridge at some point on that roadwalk,
1: yes, yeah, it went way far out damn yeah so we uh, we sat at this road crossing for a long time deciding if we wanted to go for it do the river crossing or do the the 17 mile road walk and people were telling us that we we could do it like they thought it would be possible for two like strong 20 something year olds to ford this river but i don't know it's just like in that moment you think about your family and like your partner and I don't know like I don't I don't know I don't want them to never have me come home and like it's it was a lot to think about and then Cody was like he kind of made a joke it was like oh I don't want to be the reason that Taylor the New Hampshire hiker doesn't doesn't make it (laughs) and Mm. so I don't know like it was it was tough but we ended up doing the 17 mile road walk um which was absolutely miserable like it's it started off fine because we're walking like three three and a half miles an hour and it was going by quick but that is just so rough on your feet yeah um and then that also just put us an entire day behind so we weren't gonna we weren't gonna keep up with our schedule we weren't gonna make our shuttle that we already had scheduled for the end of the week Um, so we re I was like, let's just end it here. Like we've, we're obviously not going to make it to Monson. (laughs) We only have one parking lot left between where we are now and Monson. Mm -hmm. So we just got picked up early and kind of the same thing from the end of June. I just kind of looked at Cody. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, just get me off of this trail.
0: What a year. (laughs) This this is a tough yeah. year for for hiking YouTubers. <laughs> Let's be and honest. It was. Um. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, Taylor, but I think you guys made the right choice. Obviously, it's better to be safe than sorry.
1: It, yeah, it was actually fun because Cody. We ended up getting a shuttle back to his car the next day, and because we ended the whole hike, our hundred mile wilderness hike, a couple days not a couple, maybe one day earlier than we thought we would. Uh, Cody actually drove me back to my house in New Hampshire on his way back to Ohio. And we had a full day to hang out on the lake. I took him out on my boat. He went to my gift shop and he got like the full New Hampshire experience (laughs) in one day. And that was just, that was honestly fun. Just having Cody in my hometown and not just being stressed out on the trail trying to hike 20 miles.
0: Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you got to see the gift shop. I got to see the gift shop for the first time this year. You did. Which was awesome. That was um fun. Incredible. Well, you know, it sucks, but you have such a good attitude about it, Taylor. I think you're setting a great example for for future thru-hikers as well, both in your actions, you know, um, getting off trail when you've, think that you need to get off trail and yeah. And your attitude uh, about it as well. So, so thank you for that. Um And thank you for just, you know, being so open about it. Yeah. And, and coming yeah. on the show and, and telling these stories. Um Do you want to do one more story since we're at the episode, the end of the episode. And I feel like the whole second half of this episode was nothing but stories, which is great, but yeah,
1: if, I mean, if, I can tell, the first story that came to mind was the first part of my hike this year when it was actually going well.
0: <laughs> um, sure.
1: So, have you heard about the goats on the Appalachian Trail?
0: The goats? I mean, yeah. I when I'm on the Appalachian Trail, I am the goats. But <laughs> other than that, I'm sh- I'm sure that's not what you're referring to.
1: Yeah. So besides me being the the goat or you, um, no, there were literal. <laughs> goats on the trail in this damn this was um i don't know this was this was earlier this year maybe like april just north of parisburg virginia so i had heard from like a couple different trail angels that there were goats And I just kind of laughed and like shook it off. And I wasn't I didn't ask questions. I was like, haha, there's goats. And I just didn't think anything of it. But I hiked out of Parisburg, Virginia, and I'm up on a ridge and I take my phone out to vlog something. And so I already had my camera facing me and recording or like and then I look a little past my camera down the trail. And I see a little head pop out from behind a tree. (laughs) And I'm like, that's a goat. (laughs) So I turn the camera around. And I'm like, there's a goat on this. I'm up on a ridge. Um, And yeah, so this goat comes like walking from behind (laughs) the tree. And I thought it was cute. And I was like, oh, haha, this is is the goat that everyone's talking about. And then it starts running towards me. And then... (laughs) six more goats came out also came out from behind this tree and now all seven of them are just sprinting towards me (laughs) and they look like picture like a bunch of puppy dogs like little puppies like if you have them locked behind a gate and then you open the gate and they just all come flooding out with like their (laughs) stupid tongues hanging out and just the ears are flopping that's exactly what these goats looked like. They all came <laughs> running up to me, and they all had horns. Like I I've never grown up with like farm animals or anything. I don't know anything about goats. So I see all these goats running towards me with their horns and I'm like, they're are they cute? Like do you pet them? Are they gonna <laughs> attack me? Like I had all these thoughts going in my head. and then they all surround me and start looking my legs and like getting the salt <laughs> off my legs and wow. at first I thought it was cute until I realized that their tongues are like sandpaper Ooh. and then it actually begins to be like really painful and so I want to start pushing the goats off and like I started like tapping them with my checking poles and like trying to have a boundary but then I'm also thinking like, are, if I hit them with my trekking pole, are they going to hit me back with their horns? So I was just like, I was freaking out. Um, and I finally just walked away from the goats and I'm yelling at them like they're a bunch of little kids. Um, <laughs> but I hike away from them and I get to, well, well, first I hike away from them. I'm still on the ridge and then it starts hailing and thunderstorming and I have the absolute worst weather up on this ridge. And then I run down off of it. And I get to a shelter and we're all chatting for a while because I kind of know these people. And like 10 minutes into our conversation, I'm like, did anyone else just see all these random goats up on the ridge? And then everyone just like, yeah, 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 (laughs) I saw them too. And just apparently these goats just like, ran and attacked every single Appalachian trail hiker that was wow. coming through. And I had no idea that was a thing, but it was absolutely hilarious.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Wow.
1: Yeah. I got a good video because I already had my phone out vlogging me anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a really good video of all the goats running up towards me and <laughs> you can hear me just start yelling at them.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we were able to end with a more more positive story i guess Um, Yeah, i thought that was a funny one that is a funny one (laughs) goats on the at i did not know that that's incredible um maybe i'll have to hike the at again just for the chance to see some goats
1: yeah they weren't that exciting (laughs) i could i could have gone without that experience
0: (laughs) i appreciate the honesty um thank you so much taylor where can people go watch your videos and follow you if for some crazy reason they aren't already following you and subscribed to your channel.
1: Yep. So I am Taylor the New Hampshire Hiker on YouTube. New Hampshire for anyone who doesn't know, it's just New Hampshire but with a like a stupid New England accent.
0: New Hampshire. Um, I'm getting better New at Hampshire. it, I think. I, I I used to be I'm still not great, but I I used to be yeah, bad yeah. bad Taylor.
1: I should have just made my my youtube channel like my name no or something. <laughs> come
0: on that's your whole brand that's, <laughs> oh, yeah that's yeah actually uh, i kind of feel that on some level too sometimes i wish i made my channel kyle o'grady but it just it wouldn't hit the same you know
1: yeah i i never knew this youtube thing would just explode and like people would actually follow along i thought i was just gonna document my first hike and well, my first attempt in 2020, and I thought a couple people would subscribe, and I was like, oh, if I just name my YouTube channel New Hampshire, maybe people would come to my gift shop because my gift—I sh- own a gift shop called New Hampshire Gifts, so I thought it would help. But yeah, it just kind of exploded, and now I'm Taylor the New Hampshire Hiker. <laughs> I have a gift shop called New Hampshire Gifts in Guilford. If you ever need some. Lake Winnipesaukee, or New Hampshire Souvenirs. Highly we recommend find if, you're them. In
0: the, uh, if you're in the area.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. The only social media I really do is YouTube. I have an Instagram, but I haven't been on that
0: in a while. All right. Well, thank you, Taylor. I'll have a link to her channel in the show notes slash description, as always. And, um, Taylor, I'm thinking about turning this podcast into, or I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to turn this podcast into a video podcast soon. So... If you want to come back on in a couple months or a month or whatever it is, um, it'd be cool to do an actual video episode. So
1: yeah, I thought I was gonna have to go find my webcam, but
0: nope, not yet. We're not set up for that yet. Very soon, very soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Very soon. Thank you so much, Taylor, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And yeah, take care.